welcome everyone. I'm Sergeant First Class Nathan Hutchison. I'm with the Army Entertainment Office. It's uh, OCPA LA, uh, OCPA West. Uh, this is the Office of the Chief of Public Affairs. Uh, you are watching Joe Talks. This is Joe Talks Presents. And today we have with us Sergeant First Class David Camacho. He is with the eSports team. Uh, he is a manager for one of the uh, eSports teams and he is going to talk about all, all the great things that the Army is doing digitally and otherwise. So, Sergeant Camacho, please tell yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, the Army's Army eSports team, I guess, started off a necessity. Um, we, 2018 um, was a big year for eSports. Uh, we see the growth going on in that program, and we decided why not uh, go with the other demographic we're trying to reach as well, but the gamers. Um, so I started off with a program in 2018. I, I saw the email that everybody else got inside their, their enterprise email uh, saying, that, hey, are you a gamer? Go ahead and join our Discord community um, and, and game with us. And I think I was one of the first 100 people in that Discord. And currently we're now at 15,000 in there. And that includes uh, civilians, veterans, uh, active duty, military, National Guard and reservists, as well as friends of you know other branches of service come in and join our Discord and play with us. Um, Within that Discord, we created a, a great community, and then we ended up creating teams uh, for competitive games that are out there. So out of necessity, we saw that the Army has passions and hobbies as well. So that's part of our voice inside of Army Esports is to convey the message that the Army soldiers aren't just 24-7 soldiers. You know, they have their passions as well, and, and they get leave, and they get to compete or play games on their off time. Um, so we saw that. Uh, we tapped into that very leaning forward into it and it's been very successful for us thus far because um, if you remember back in the days you know your deployments you see NWR doing doing gaming tournaments for example or you know inner inner um, company rivalries in Halo back in the day for example so we saw that the passions that the soldiers have for gaming and we built upon that you know uh, exponentially and currently you know we, we built the program at Knox uh, that's where our headquarters is at. There's currently 20 individuals at Knox, including our operations. And under the operations where my section is, I am the multimedia project manager. So my team takes care of our social media, takes care of our video production, anything forward-facing uh, marketing directives for our Army eSports. Uh, my, my background, for example, is uh, graphic design for the last 15 years, videography, photography for 10 years. And what we did, we saw the, the internal internal talent that the soldiers had for this program and they were hand selected so myself I was hand selected as one of the first 20 to spearhead this program uh, out of almost 7,000 applicants um, my background I'm actually a 31 Bravo which is a military policeman but what we saw inside years Army esports in our program was that the soldiers have drive and passion for this and why not you know tap into those individuals passions and have them do this full time and reward them for their you know their talents that they have outside of the army and that's how i got this this uh, individual uh, job was through my passion of photography and videography and graphic design um we've done some great things in the past three years almost this, this program has been going um we've done great partnerships with individuals within the esports community and the esports space uh currently army esports is partnered with optic gaming which is a pro level call of duty team and organizations we've done content with those individuals on ground at their headquarters they come to our headquarters play online with them on our, on our, on our streams 
individuals like Stone Mountain and Alex Zedra, for example. You know, Alex Zedra is a character inside of Call of Duty, and it just helps us get our brand out there and 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 instill that brand awareness that we have that we're fighting for to get out in the space of esports. Um, and we have some, and through all this, we've actually seen the talent that has come from our players. Um, people volunteer in their off time to practice, volunteer in the Discord after hours, after, after you know, after their nine to five jobs, um, come in and play and then play in tournaments. They score really well. Like last week we had our Call of Duty Warzone team. They went up against 39 other teams of the top influencers and, and pros on, on Twitch or on YouTube. and. Middle, middle of the pack, you know, 20, 22nd place out of 40 teams was respectable for our teams, our soldiers who do it on their off time and, and practice uh, competing against top pros in that space. So it just shows that we're relevant in this and we have the passion and drive to succeed in esports and succeed in it. Um, going back to why the Army esports exists, um, I guess it came from Ustrek's necessity to, to make mission, correct? So they were finding a hard time to talk to the demographic that esports is tailored to. Um, the 18 to 35 year old demographic. So with that initiative, the, the commanding general of USAREC, you know, they didn't make mission that year. I think it was 2017. And then 2018, we hit the ground running with esports, doing events that we could get to, partnered events, uh, PAX East, PAX West over in uh, Washington, and then PAX South in, in uh, San Antonio. And those have been the highest lead generation events for USREC um, in existence. And that's a proud hat to hang on, on, you know, on our wall because we see that the passion that we had for this program had definitely showed off in the numbers that we provided for USREC and saying, hey, these are the numbers we talk to. We, we, we engage with the, the demographic we have to. You know, when I go to events, I talk about gaming first. That's how I connect, you know, because I'm passionate about the gaming space. and. When they come in and say, hey, you're in the Army too. Yeah, I'm in the Army. You know, this is what I do in the Army. We'll talk my career. And then, you know, if they're more interested in the Army, then we'll talk about, you know, the other paths that can lead into their enlistment if they know what they want to. Um, Army sports is one of those first soft touches of anybody that's interested in the Army or doesn't know about the Army. You know, we, we go to every corner of the United States for events. Sometimes you find people that don't know anything about the Army, never interacted with them. There's no military bases close to them. So that's where literally the first thing they see is, hey, these guys are in the army, they're gamers, and they're, they know the lingo, they know, you know, the space they're in, you know, like, for example, my, my background, you know, these, these, the Gundams, and <laughs> I live and breathe the, the, the nerd, you know, culture, I'm, I'm a avid Star Wars uh, fan and costumer, <laughs> and no one knows that, hardly, so it's, it's one of those things that we chose people that are passionate about this, this space, and I've been really successful over the past three years doing this um, and it's quite enjoyable and we foresee ourselves going in to the next year doing bigger things as well. I know COVID slowed things down for a lot of people but we find our niche inside the online space as well to continue our brand exposure and our growth and uh, it's a very exciting space to be in. It's growing exponentially every year. I mean almost what the eclipsed NFL for example you know in, in viewership you know you see esports events popping up. NFL's on Twitch now currently you know that's a big space to be in and it just shows that the, the crossover of esports and conventional sports and the, the public's going to that, that space that's what i got yeah yeah <laughs> yeah cool um so what do you think about um how does how does gaming connect to the future of the army right i mean there's a lot of things that are, right. that are moving digitally uh is this is this a good is this a good way to capture 
people that will have the technical skills for for future army endeavors oh for sure i mean because there's there's a misconceived notion i guess that our army is trying to convey gaming as you know real-time warfare or by the operational army which is not at all close to that what we're seeing is the individuals applying for the program and the, who, who who play for us and interact with us they have the technical expertise and ability and agility you know through gaming for different tasks in the army for example you know um we see that the quick ref you know gamers have uh, quick reaction times as well which that conveys a lot of things different tasks in the army quick reaction times sound judgment for you know and then being cognitive of what you're doing you know if you're playing a game of call of duty you know you're, you're taking note of where you're enemy is of where your you know friendly forces are how much ammo you have left in your magazine you know there's a lot of things a lot of different analytical data in your mind going on at the same time and that's just a quick reaction that we had to have as well you know as gamers and i was in the army for different tasks we have well you also have in the gaming community uh you know a lot of people are building their own uh computers uh there's a lot yeah. of, and there's a lot of hand-on uh troubleshooting uh things that are going on uh, a lot of technical abilities that are that are on the outside of the game uh, that you don't really think about, uh, and those I would think would transfer to the army as well. Is that it? Does yeah. Um, like a lot of our players, it's not by design. You know, at Knox, that they're um, 25 Bravos. You know, just by chance they they got chosen for this program, which is uh, communications and uh, inf information security information. Um, but yeah, it, it translates over very well. You know, we have events we go to. We have to make our own Cat Five cable. Hey, we have twenty-five Bravos on ground to put make Cat Five cable. I mean, I built my own PC uh, about two and a half years ago, and I didn't know anything about building PCs. But definitely the expertise that I real that I, that I built on helped me do that. And you know, the, the 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 research ability and just the knowledge of at least basic computing built my PC in, in a day or two. So it's our guys are all avid gamers. They all build their own PCs. Um, we actually started a program with National Guard, for example with high school uh, eSports league and they've been going around the country and building PCs for eSports labs for high schools. So that gives them also the hands-on uh, training and just an individual one-on-one -on -one building a PC, interacting with somebody, learning together as well. So, Yeah, so uh, can you talk a little bit about the the structure of your organization? Um, now, Audie, you said that you're upwards of, you said 1,500? Uh, uh, 15,000 in our Discord. Uh, um, okay, yeah, Discord. So, and, yeah, so the, and how many of those are, are active? And then uh, and then how many people are are part of the organization itself? Okay, so, like, perfect world, right? We will have a battalion full of gamers, right? You know, you know, this Call of Duty platoon, and, you know, Fortnite squad, or... But obviously, you know, the, the, the MTO constricts us to that. So we have currently at Knox uh, 22, and that number's going down a little bit due to the MTO and due to the, 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 the force structure that we had um, to 13. So that leaves room for one team at Knox, which is going to be end up being Call of Duty because it's one of our partnerships we have currently with, with Activision uh, and Call of Duty League. And then operations, which, you know, we it's essential to have marketing, essential to have social media managers and content in order to convey that message of what we're doing and our brand is doing out there in the field. So um, so that's currently numbers numbers at Knox. We have a first Iron commander and we fall under the uh, Mission Support Battalion, which if you've seen the um, mobile exhibits out there, at, you know, high school and events and conventions, that's part of them. And we also have our own asset too, which we have a two-man team for. It's uh, AS10, which is the Army Gaming Trailer. You know, eight nice chairs, PCs, play Call of Duty, any game can be played in there pretty much against each other. It's a very, very fun time in there. Um, 
that travels around the country as well. We have a team for that. Um, and then that we fall under also the Marketing Engagement Brigade, which is the same brigade that the Parachute Team Golden Knights is under, and the same but, uh, brigade that the Army Marshalship Unit is under as well. So there's a lineage there. There's also the knowledge of the marketing of the outreaches that should happen. Beside that, so we have our Discord community, which is our at-large members reside in. So individuals that play on our team that aren't at Knox because we have the manpower to bring them in Knox in that capacity, uh, they play in the Discord server. Um, and our, right now, currently, our active roster of competitive teams uh, consists of 150 players, roughly. So that includes, you know, the main team, the B team, which is our backups and our subs and, and everybody that does make the team main team. And those are assessed through talent. We, we, we scout out, you know, every every six months we do scouting events and in our Discord. And we see where the talent is. Either someone fell off or got better or someone got better who wasn't on the main team and he made the main team, he or she made the main team that, that quarter or that, that six months period. And besides that, it's also community games we do. We play other games, not just competitively. And that's 15,000 people in our Discord, you know, currently, which is a, a really big Discord. We're verified. We're the DoD's only verified Discord server. Um, and one of the fastest growing platforms for DoD, like, you know, Army Esports social media pages grew exponentially back in 2018, 2019, you know, for the interest of what's going on for everything. And our Discord also exploded pretty much with 15,000 people in it, active duty, reservists, National Guard, like I said. And it just creates a big camaraderie and, and creates morale boosting, you know, for, for what we do in the esports. Like, hey, this new game's out this weekend, boom. In a Discord that we can probably find guys playing that game, you know, interacting with it and exploring the game themselves. Um, it's just uh, it's it's crazy to think of of all the numbers that come through this because 150 players, for example, you know they compete, they find their events, and maybe they they, they qualify for a final somewhere, and then you know they put in for for TDY, and then hey, we're gonna pay your trip to go TDY, go compete in the event. They'll send myself or my media team to go cover the event and for media coverage, and then you know report back on how we did, and hopefully we go in, you know, and and do do great. Very cool, and so. These people are are all across the army, um, I guess all across yeah. the world, really. Uh, yeah, across the world, um, across the army. Like I said, they have their nine to five jobs. You know, esports is an, an MOS. You know, sadly, I wish it was, <laughs> um, um, but it's nominative. So we have MOUs, memorandum of understanding, with a commander saying, "Hey, this individual made the team for Call of Duty, for example, or Rainbow Six." And, you know, if it's possible to afford them time to practice with their team at certain times or, hey, afford them this weekend to go travel on our TDY funding to this event, you know, yeah. And do you work with, um, do you work with the other organizations like the Marksmanship team and the, you know, Golden Knights and stuff like that? And is there a... Uh, until recently, yeah. Because um, the same brigade, obviously, we have uh, influencers that are partnered with us. And a lot of times it's not just gaming with those partners, you know, we have different activations with them. Like, you know, hey, let's let's take one of these influencers and link them up with the marksmanship team and have them go shoot, you know, as well and learn some some marksmanship. Like currently, if I use example, Alex Zedra, she's a, a, a big gun enthusiast uh, on Instagram and through Call of Duty. And she goes out with it. She went, she's about to go out with a AMU uh, to go shoot guns as well. And then obviously we're gonna throw her out of a good airplane through with APT, you know? It's just those that cohesiveness as well, you know, have her shoot with our guys with esports and then go jump off of playing with esports individuals, kind of that, that it, the, the org kind of gets to itself in a way, you know. We have all those assets at our disposal as well. Can you run down a list? I, I mean, and it doesn't have to be extensive, but the games sure. that you that you cover. Oh, oh man, it's uh, 
so competitive games, it boils down to a lot of it is um, how high can the army achieve in a game, right? So a lot of these games that we play, there's franchise level teams. Like League of Legends are franchises for worlds or for the highest you can go. Or Call of Duty League is franchises. So, but the between, underneath them, the subsets of categories they can play in. So, like contenders leagues and different online tournaments, and that's the highest we can go. You know, we can't go into collegiate levels because we're not a college, but we definitely have competitors in all at all levels. Uh, Call of Duty is our biggest one. We have a partnership with those uh, Call of Duty League, um, League of Legends, Rainbow Six, Apex Legends. Currently, we have a team inside the uh, the Global Championship Series competing in that all season. Uh, I have my list here pulled up um <laughs> uh overwatch is a really really big one for us um those are i mean and then recently now halo's coming out again so halo's making a resurgence and they're starting their series here next month in raleigh and we're sending our team out to that event uh, because it's, it's an amateur open type of environment it's not just franchises for that that competitive scene and we have a chance to actually competitive chance to actually make it into you know really deep run into that season and so, what is the was what is the methodology of of getting this information to soldiers and and getting soldiers to compete? A lot of it is in their Discord because um, that's where our main communication is is conducted. We hold meetings in there as well with the the, the the team captains. We have you know individuals who are talented in their in their organization skills and untalented in that game that know what to look for in talent wise and and, and competitive skill. So in there, we hold our meetings and we say, hey, this is coming up these events coming up for your event or they feed it up to us the top you know it's a two-way communications saying hey halo has this 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 qualifier down in in texas or whatever so then we'll like look into it saying yep what's our roi for this event and then we'll kind of tie that in a way to use rec and in a way that how can we leverage it in a way that they can go to high school visits as well you know bookend the event saying hey you're going to this event in texas but you can also go help out Talk to the talk to the high school teams out there, or maybe partner partner with the high school esports leagues that are down there, and and actually just do a small presentation as well. The army esports. And so, for people to get involved, um, mm -hmm. you know, is there is there a process? Is there a is there a vetting process? Is you know what what does that kind of look like as far as you know if if I'm Joe whoever. It's Interested it. in playing uh, uh, Fortnite? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the process into entering the U.S. Army esports is it's, it's fairly simple. Obviously, first requirement is be active duty, reserve, or National Guard soldier. Um, that's what makes this program unique. Our talent is pulled from internal of the forces. Um, and then join our Discord community. Our Discord community is very active. Our community is in there uh, playing all the time. And that's where all, all our scouting is conducted at as well. So we'll put out notifications saying, hey, Halo is scouting players this, you know, two weeks, and then they'll join the scouting weekend. It takes them, you know, all the events, going there playing games, and then being evaluated on their skill. And then once they're they are picked for a team, say, hey, you made the main team. Then that roster is, is updated on our end, and then we'll start doing memorandum member stand with the commander saying, hey, this individual made the, the main team for Halo for your Army Esports. And hopefully, nine out of ten times, commanders are good on board with it. They see that the, the give back to the community that it's giving, give back to the, the forces, and that's what you know that. They're really proud of their soldiers, you know, playing uh, under the youth army banner. Do you have Do you have tips and, and guidance of you know if somebody's trying to make it to that level? You know, what what do they need to do? What do they need to do? Uh, use a common common uh, get good, pretty much. Uh, 
we have a very competitive competitive individuals in our Discord. Our guys are really, really good at playing. Um, we have people who are like grandmasters and like champion level players. And it's crazy, you know, in the in the army, you know, it's soldiers to your left and right, you know, are, are professional players. And it's crazy how like sometimes our teams will do very, very well and then professional organizations will see these soldiers and say, Hey, who is that soldier and and, and why are they so good? And then they'll hey, they'll talk to them. And sometimes they'll make partnerships with those individual pro teams and play with them on their off time or they get out of the army and guess what? They get drafted into that team, perhaps, you know? That's, that's our goal of our organization. It's not just making ourselves amazing at, at what we do. It's also giving the soldiers that, that, that one step up to help them get seen for their talent and for their uh, competitive skills. And can you tell me about some of the events that you have going on now or that, that you have coming up? Yeah. Um, like I said, we just got out of the, the whole COVID slump. We did our online tournaments. Like We have... Uh, Tournaments online currently with Philly Esports, we, we partnered with those individuals and they're doing Rocket League tournaments and Valorant tournaments um, on our behalf and we have guys playing in those. But big event coming up next week, 28th or 31st of October, we're doing Kumite, which is a fighting game tournament. We send two individuals to play Tekken and Mortal Kombat. Very good individuals, very you know top 10% in their games, honestly, um, to that. Then we're also doing um, Code Bowl, which is our third annual Code Bowl with uh, USAA is sponsoring that event, which is going to end up being Army versus Navy versus Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and as well as three branches from the UK Army are coming over to New York City. And we're going to hopefully just run right through everybody at Call of Duty on December 10th. Um, and then this weekend, actually, I'm playing it. I just I don't know why I forgot about it. Um, Splitgate is one of the newer, newer games. It's like Halo, Portal, Mixed, um, we're doing a branch battle with those individuals as well, with the Air Force, Navy, Marines, and, and Coast Guard, and I get off of here later on and practice a little bit, and hopefully take them down as well as we can. But yeah, so that's about, our program does a lot of things with inner branch battles, which is a lot of uh, we started we started the whole esports military movement, and obviously then Air Force caught on, then Marine Corps kind of was reluctant to do anything with gaming, and now they're on board fully and challenging us in certain games. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, in Coast Guard out of nowhere as well, and Space Force, you know, it's it creates a it creates that camaraderie and that 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 inner branch uh, uh, competitiveness. You know, who takes the trophy home this year, for example. So, well, I think that's part of the you know. So obviously, the military uh, has its uh, fair share of uh, uh, grueling days. For sure, and uh, you know, this is as far as morale building. Uh, this is probably, you know, a, a huge step in the right direction. Um, is there, you know, is there a way forward? You know, do you see this uh, excelling to, uh, to, to new things? I do. Um, kind of being boots on ground of the program, and since the beginning, I see it, the growth that has happened so far over the past three years, and then we're doing more and more branch battles, and that's where I think our I think what we lie currently at is uh, the big looking forward to the big Army Navy Call of Duty match, for example. Um, and this is kind of why Code Bowl is scheduled December 10th is right before you know the big Army Navy game in December. Um, kind of building on that hype. Um, where I see military and esports going, I see like a military esports league happening. You know, I see you know Forcecom or Tradoc, for example, or I see 82nd, 101st, you know, putting their best up. In like an all army bowl for example and then that'll be the main team perhaps or just a intramural type of thing that happens at the command level or the post level kind of like softball or any intramural sports 
it'll be an esports held at a post, and those individuals represent 101st, 82nd, you know, first cav or, or, or what have you. And that's kind of it, on the back burner currently. What I'm working on is is something like that, like an esports summit that'll kind of give back to the army in a way, the community that, you know, yeah, you're not on the main all army team, but this is an outlet for you to come compete, you know, at a nice event, nice production, and then take home a trophy back to, you know, Fort Bliss or, or Fort, you know, JBLM and see you next year. So you can hold on to that trophy perhaps, you know, or maybe you're competing against one, you know, something like that. Kind of, I think that's where he's going. And ideal scenario, you know, what would you, you know, what do you think commands could do to, to help uh, endorse this type of uh, program? Or, you know, are there resources out there available uh, that, you know, they can take a team or they can, you know, do things like that? Can you talk about that a little bit? For sure. I think, honestly, in my, in my opinion, it's just um, facilitation of the time of, of, of playing. Like, you know, it's um, realizing that the morale and looking at retention, for example, you know, if retention is low in a unit, you know, you got to think of why, you know. Um, but I believe in my time in the esports, I've seen, you know, soldiers reenlist because they want to keep doing what they're doing. Um, they see the community that we're building around it. I see individuals reach out, reach out to us all the time asking, hey, how do I join Army Esports? I'm going to reenlist and I want my chance at, at keeping going with something at least. You know, we can't promise you, you know, the option of joining Esports when you reenlist, but we can say, hey, come try out. If you say you're good enough, you might be the team and it makes you worthwhile, perhaps, you know, for another two or three years in the Army, perhaps you want to continue serving. Uh, command level, I believe, is just, you know, we're, we're open books, our staff is, and we're an email away, you know, or a DM on Twitter. You know, the, the Twitter DMs come to me, I'm, you know, I'm on my team. And we respond to them when we can. Um, just literally supporting your soldiers' hobbies, and then what I think it will take is a lot of it. You know, at whatever level it is, income or trade doc level, is assisting in the developing those programs at the post level, lead up into the the army level, and hopefully within the next you know twelve months, like an army summit or army bowl would be a thing. You know, where every year they look up to a commander's cup, for example, and then you know in certain games or. Uh, around Robin different games that they play in and supporting that. And what does the Discord community look like? I mean, are you able to see, I mean, is this, uh, is it, is it mainly, you know, E1 through E6, um, you know, do you have, you know, are there commanders on there? You know, are there, are there people trying yeah. to engage with their, with their soldiers there? There's a lot of people on this. It's a uh, like I said, civilians as well, hanging out with and then picking the brains of military. People have no clue military and it's asking about, hey, what does that acronym mean? You know, you said AKO, or you said this, and we'll we'll tell them. And our Discord is it's it's by channel. It's kind of like, like a forum kind of right. And you go in there, choose your roles. What games do you play? I play Call of Duty and Rocket League, for example. And you'll see the Rocket League and Call of Duty channels unlocked for you. If you want more games, you can see other other channels. We'll talk it in as well. We have a general chat. We also have Ask a Recruiter, Ask a Career Manager. So people in military need resources or advice we have people who are career managers and recruiters already in there help them out, help them out. hey yeah doesn't seem right or hey talk to your retention nco you know advice about newcomers as well future soldiers is the biggest thing we have in there too we're trying to get back to those individuals who are just joining the army need a, a, a niche or find their find their other nerds you know and we're there for them as well you know they they say oh hey the army does game or we're in here in this discord and you know, I'm going to visit training next month, guys. You know, there's been plenty of success stories in our Discord of civilians coming in and gaming with us. And I think maybe like a month or two later, I look in there and see their name and see that, hey, I, uh, I shipped to A to basic next week. I'm like, oh, man, that's amazing. You know, 
And it, to me, it's a prideful thing. It's showing the individuals that star community and the wealth of knowledge and the wealth of just, just the good that's happening in there. And it's like, hey, I'm going to join the army. Why not? And they do. And they're successful in what they do. And then it's just an amazing thing. Um, but yeah, our Discord community is, is, is really, really super busy. We have tons of volunteers and they're moderating it as well. Um, helping out and it just shows their dedication to the passion of esports you know it's their off time it's their volunteer hours they don't have to go in there and 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 moderate it but they do and they help out and then curate the content and can you explain discord just because you you talked about you know, you could you can build yeah. teams there and uh so is is it a platform it's a communication platform but it works with the games together is that yeah, it's a it's kind of like Slack if you're familiar with that. Um, let's say it's uh, so Discord in a way is you join, you make a username, obviously in a profile, and then you join servers. So like Army Esports a server, or certain people can make their own server. I have my own server with my friends in it. You know, people I game with usually, and in there you can make um, you can sign roles. So those roles are like permissions. It'll unlock certain rule sets for you. You can't post in this 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 channel. You can't, you know, this this forum. You can't, you know, you can post here only, you know. And then there's voice chats in there as well. So people online gaming, they'll join a voice chat and join a game together and just chat while while playing the game. That's so why we do a coordination as well through. Um, it's a very diverse tool. I, a lot of it is um, gamer centric, so it ties in. You know, it'll be my name on the side and it'll show what I'm playing, or if I'm listening to Spotify or something. It'll show, you know, hey, you're online, can I see you? Or your role in there will show you as I'm an admin or I'm, I'm you know, staff member of US Army Esports. So our individuals who are part of their program are predominantly in the very top of it there. So it makes it accessible people can see us and find us and talk to us, ask us questions about the program. Okay. Now, uh, so I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of the, the soldiers that are involved in this, uh, there's a lot of uh, streaming and stuff that goes on with yeah. that as well. Um, and we'll bounce away from the, you know, the positive side of it, but how do you how do you regulate, um, you know, what is what is being said, and you know, to to yeah. keep it as a you know kind of a safe space uh, per se. That, yeah, that was a hot topic of, of of contention recently. The moderation, and I think it boils down to that this is a new space for the army. You know, for DoD in general, it's 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 a new space, and moderation tools that were written and SOPs were written, you know, ten years ago don't really translate to the modern social media streaming space so um personally what needs to happen in my opinion is they need to definitely evaluate it for the new space see how the terms and conditions work for those platforms like twitch and youtube and, and, and facebook gaming but we have individuals that individuals that stream on their own channel they build their own following they build their own brand pretty much and that's amazing for us because i mean in a way, it feeds into Army Esports. So for a while, we were having our own streamers on Twitch. You know, they had their own following, but then they had their dedicated day and time to come and stream. And what we saw happening was their own community came into our stream and followed us and, and followed their perfect, their favorite streamer or their friend on our stream, seeing what they're doing for us. And that that's kind of the twofold thing we get, you know, run into as well with, like, you know, ethical stuff with the Army. Is it allowed? You know, if the Army is using it as a brand, are you allowed to bring your old brand off it as well? And what we see it is that it's a necessity of Army Esports, or in Esports in general, you know, we, we're trying to mirror the Esports model of professional Esports organizations or the ones that are established, and that's how it, it, it is, is you have your individual players, 
you know, like your, your Michael Jordans, for example, and then they play on the Bulls, and that their his brand feeds into your brand, you know, for example. Um, but for moderation, we definitely we definitely learned uh, through that, and then kind of been fighting back and forth on it. Is what where is the line drawn because of the attacks, personal attacks on individuals that we had um, that that definitely affected our program and individuals and our soldiers at a personal level, you know, at our at esports at Knox and, and abroad. Um, so we we look at terms of service of Twitch, for example, and we see that, you know, the way it works is we're playing in their sandbox and we're playing under their rules and we have to abide by that, those rules. We don't, then we get banned off of Twitch or we get, you know, pushed off of Twitch because we didn't moderate the chat. We didn't, um, you know, hold the conversation to being productive towards esports or for, towards gaming. It was just veered off into a tangent. And at that point, we had to kind of moderate and see what do we let happen and what do we not let happen, you know? And for a while there, we pulled off of Twitch for a while because kind of letting it subside. We went on to Facebook Gaming and we went on to uh, YouTube as well, which has been successful. We've seen the esports space moving more towards YouTube gaming than it is in Twitch due to the back, you know, the terms of service of Twitch and, and, and everything going on behind there. But we put in, on YouTube, we've seen more of a friendly community, more engaging with what we're doing as gamers and as the army. And then I think it's easier as well for our, our individual streamers to bring their friends and their followers over into YouTube because everybody has a Google account almost, you know, everybody's following something, somebody on YouTube or has a YouTube account. And it's just easier because the, the, the common person doesn't have a Twitch account unless they're a gamer or avidly following someone on Twitch. So it's a little bit more accessible. Um, but I think the future in, in that lies, obviously, it's just a revision through all DOD wide and the future of social media and the future of streaming platforms and how to moderate it to, to appease individuals for the First Amendment rights, of course. But then also the conversation not veering off of what we're there for, which is gaming, you know, the, the platform that we're on for sure. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting space and, you know, a lot of things have Everything changed, uh, you know, over the, the time that I've been in the Army. You know, I, yeah, I yeah. remember, uh, you know, 10 years ago or, no, I'll really date myself, but it was probably more like 15 years <laughs> ago, talking about bloggers, you know, in the yeah. Army. Uh, and that was a sensitive topic, you know, at that time. Uh, and so it, it's very good that, you know, that the Army has, you know, found a way to, we'll, we'll figure this out as we're, as we're going, rather than just shutting it off completely and, yeah, it, and working it, through it. It was a bit of trial by fire, honestly, with that whole, that whole, uh, that period of time. But like, like I said, it's, it's, based over blogging, you know, it's, if you put a blog out, you know, and, and you're, your name, but your name's so associated with the army. You know, you still have to follow those ethical regulations and guidelines. You just can't say, "Hey, this is me taking my uniform off and talking on my blog." And it's the same with us for our streamers. You know, we've had streamers, you know, like myself, say Nacho is playing on Twitch currently, and then tomorrow I play on my own channel, and I do what I want on my channel. But I'm also still tied to the army page. You know, there is no definitive. There's no line drawn with your brand and the army's brand in that, in that, that perspective. So it's. That's why the Alarac 58-2012, I think it came out, um, a while, 2018, a while ago. It just covers social media. And of course, the, the command policy as well, kind of be professional at all times, regardless of what platform you're on, regardless of how you, if you're going by your username or going by your ranking name or just regular name, you have to still be the professional regardless of where you are. Have you had anybody that was reluctant to join the teams because they didn't want to you know, compromise their brand or whatever. Uh, not, not really, because I mean, my, my team, in a way, we 
act like a PAO light onto that sense. We kind of have been trusted to curate our content in a way. So the way for stream team works, the applications come to my team and myself and we would go through their, their old content on their personal channel and kind of say, hey, this is, we don't like a little bit more cussing than we want. You know, oh, they're drinking on stream or they're doing this. And we'll reach out and say, hey, you have really good content. We want you to stream on our, on our channel because you have your entertainment factors up there. You know, you're really good at your game. You know, you have a large following perhaps. And we just say, hey, I'm going to tighten up these two or three things perhaps if you can come over to our channel. And people have done that for us. It's been good. Um, there have been some individuals we've had before which have been, they'll, they'll, they'll get their ducks in a row and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm going to do this instead. I'm like, no, you can't be doing that. You know, then obviously higher up season. They're like, hey, why is this guy doing this on his channel? I'm like, that's his personal channel. You haven't put an SOP out about it or there's no direct line. But it's been growing pains for sure in that aspect. And I think we're currently going to reevaluate getting our stream team back together for our large program now that we've gotten the way ahead on our YouTube. And it's a little easier for us to uh, manage that and moderate that. So when does the Army send you your free computer when you when you do this? <laughs> that doesn't happen? Oh, no, it doesn't happen. Um, but what's good about it, I mean, if you want to come down to Knox, we have a nice facility with um, amazing computers and, and gaming stations and a nice streaming booth and just the tools to succeed are there for us, definitely, for sure. I mean, we have been uh, kind of blessed in that way by the use right gods um, to, to help us out with everything we needed. Uh, be competitive, you know, the tools to succeed. That's what we've been given, thankfully. Well, awesome. Uh, is there anything, that, you know, did, did we did we miss anything? Do you have anything else that... No, no not really. Um, Just... If anybody wants to know what's going on with the latest happenings of Army Esports, follow us on social media. Everything's at, at US Army Esports. Um, if individuals internally have questions about it, you know, um, you can just DM the pages we've had and I'll answer their, their, their question or at least route it to whoever can answer it for them. Um, like I said, our social media has grown exponentially. I think we have some of the most engagements and in, in the highest growth of any, honestly, at the Army page in a long while, you know, because we're in, we have our, our, our ground, you know, we have our ear to the ground on, on eSports and, and, and the demographic we're trying to talk to for sure. Now, as far as the demographic that you're, that you're talking to, I mean, yeah. are, as far as well-known names go, I mean, is that, um, yeah. so that name recognition thing is obviously important on YouTube and, and uh, on Twitch and, and uh, these different gaming environments. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How how are you stacking up in that regard? They were doing really well. I mean, individuals build their own branding for sure. Um, I've been to a couple of events that they recognize our player. You know, oh man, there's a you know so and so from Army Esports. You know, and is to get a photo with you, and they they do. You know, like oh that's cool. You build your own your own following. That's great. Uh, Army Esports comes up to events sometimes, and they show up for Call of Duty or Apex. We have a great team, and you know they're known in that space. You know they. Or the commentators will commentate, oh man, our esports is showing up. You know, they didn't didn't realize they had great gamers. And here we are. But also I said before in the, in the interview, it's uh the influencers we partner with, you know, like I had a chance to meet uh Dr. Disrespect, you know, and Courage, you know, and uh Stone Mountain Sixty Four and Alex Zedra. Individuals are big in the space, not just for the competitiveness and skill, but also their engagement with the community, engagement with esports. And and definitely helps out uh build our brand. Um, not just piggybacking off of them, but it's also doing engaging content that's organic and just feels feels like a conversation instead of just a scripted pieces with these individuals. So that's how you know we build our brand for sure. Awesome. Well, if you want to hear more from Cern Camacho, then you know all you have to do is is reach out on social media 
and uh, yep. him or one of the other teammates will will be there to to guide you along. Uh, we really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to, to seeing you in the next competition. Thank you so much for having me.